welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today, we're going to visit with Sharon Travis. She's the founder of Serenity Hills in Wheeling, West Virginia. But before we get into that conversation, a little bit about our mission here at Positively West Virginia. Every week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. When we first started this podcast project back in 2017, one of the things we set out to do was encourage and inspire our listeners with positive business stories from right here in the Mountain State. To date, we've produced more than 200 episodes, and Positively West Virginia is now a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of promoting small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. You know, I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day, companies and even nonprofit organizations that a lot of people never hear about. They're doing amazing things. So my team at Interaction Media is working to change that with this show and this organization so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies and organizations right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done day in and day out. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their experiences, and most importantly, their stories. Once again, our guest today is Sharon Travis. She's the founder of Serenity Hills, located in Wheeling, West Virginia. Sharon, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you on the podcast to share your story this week. And I know that you're doing some amazing things there in Wheeling. And I want to tell folks just a little bit about that, and then we'll jump right into your story. Sharon Travis is the founder of Serenity Hills. Serenity Hills is a nonprofit women's behavioral health center, and they're a treatment center for women suffering with addictions, which is such a powerful, much-needed uh movement here in West Virginia, a much needed service that she provides. I invited Sharon on the show today to talk about her organization, her nonprofit, to share her story and to give our audience some valuable insight into the organization she leads in West Virginia. In West Virginia. Sharon, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that very brief intro that I gave and give us a little behind the curtain look into your organization. Okay, Serenity Hills uh, Life Center started uh, from an, uh, a program that I had at Heart to Heart, which helped the sick and disabled. I then from there, uh, which Heart to Heart is still in existence, I then from there started working with people from addiction out of a church. Uh, we were all volunteers. And uh, I actually took some people into my home because they had no place to live. So uh, my heart and soul was into really helping people. Uh, what I found, because I did a research before I opened the the addiction program, the living free, which was the original. Um, I searched and seen what was happening in my community, why, you know, a lot of people were overdosing, they weren't getting the help they needed. And what I found was that they needed longer term treatment. 
Uh, so I offered that in the outpatient program, but I also would send people away to inpatient uh, around the state. We would get grants and I would say I would buy them clothes they needed. A lot of these people that were suffering from addiction didn't have clothing. We would get everything that they needed and we would send them into treatment if they needed inpatient treatment. What I found, because my my heart and soul was to help moms be reconnected with their children. Uh, but what I found was there wasn't a lot of safe housing um, for the women that were staying uh, were in my program. So I went out to, to find a small recovery house is what I was looking for. Uh, and I ended up with uh, winning a grant from the state of West Virginia, won $3 million and purchased a retreat that was owned by the Catholic Church. It was one of their large retreats in the state of West Virginia. I think they had two or three. Wow. Uh, this one was up for sale and I purchased it. It is absolutely beautiful. It sits on 150 acres and it's a large facility, holds 72 beds. Uh, so in 2019, we opened up the facility uh, and that was a big gap in the state was that uh, the governor's task force would do a kind of a research of the whole state and say what was needed in certain areas. Mm. All over the state, there was needed places for women who were pregnant. So my focus uh, was on women, pregnant women, postpartum women, women veterans, uh, the LGBTQ uh, community uh, to find a place that they could safely you know, get well. And I always tell the women when they come in, this is a, like a vacation from life, a place for you to get well. And we have been very successful there. Mm, that's an amazing uh, story just in itself, how you came upon, upon this beautiful facility that you have now. Sharon, I want to I want to go back a little bit and talk about how you actually got started in this in this endeavor in this you know this mission field that you're in, if you will. If you could take us back there, how did how did you get started in you know the the whole uh, volunteer aspect and then working with uh, addiction uh, recovery in that whole space? How did you get How did you get in? Well, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm a Christian and um, I had a disability. And I've been in, in and out of wheelchairs uh, all my life. Yeah. And it was after a bout of actually uh, almost dying uh, that uh, I felt led, uh, I, I, a Christian woman came in and took care of me and really helped me into, into recovery and into remission. Mm. And then I went to visit a young lady that she had told me about uh, that was in a nursing home. And I really felt that I was called to visit the sick at that time. And I remember going into the hospital uh, after I had the visit and said, I want to visit your patients. I don't care if they're in a coma. I don't care if they understand me. I want to, I want the worst of the worst. Well, she gave me 25 uh, uh, clients, uh, residents of the nursing home. And um, I start visiting them and related to them how I knew what it was like to be sick mm. And I start seeing what I call miracles happen. Uh, people start uh, coming out of their rooms that never came out of their rooms before. I had one lady that could only say yes or no. And I walked in one day and she said, I missed you. Where have you been? Wow. And uh, so that's where I started. And I, I, I you know, I very quickly um, was recognized in the community uh, of helping people. And I got other churches, people from different churches. And so we all started as volunteers. Uh, at that time, I also seen the addiction crisis uh, rising 
So what I wanted to do was help with addiction. I had seen addiction in uh, the community. I was a recovering alcoholic uh, for over 30 years. I had a relative that died from addiction. And so I wanted to start something that we could help people. Like I said, I did uh, a year's before I started that a year's kind of research. I met with hospitals and the police and doctors and things like that. Thought I had it figured out. I had it all figured out except the part where they didn't have safe places to stay. And I learned in the state of West Virginia also that um, there was not enough beds for, you know, uh, for people to go into treatment. So I started the outpatient program and, you know, I felt that, you know, I needed to find a place housing. Like I said, at one point I had five people living in my house. God bless my husband. <laughs> I really say that because he really tolerated uh, my endeavors to help people. And so I knew that I couldn't keep bringing people into my house. Uh, so I looked for a a house, just a large house. And what I did, I hooked up with a priest uh, in Wheeling who had a heart for addiction. Mm -hmm. And he told me about this retreat uh, up on Stone Shannon Road is, was called the St. Paul's Pastoral Center. Yeah. And I just fought to get that. <laughs> I fought so hard and, you know, and I, I could understand the bishop, why would he want to give uh, even, even an entertain, given a contract with a woman who was out of a uh, church uh, that did not have the financial backing, mm. but I had faith. Uh, that was the one thing I had was the faith. <laughs> and my motto was, you know, after being in a wheelchair and going through what I was, there, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And so I, even my friends, I said, I'm going to get that. And they said, oh, you know, they, I think they laughed behind my back thinking that, you know, you're never going to get a $3 million facility. Um, so I kept writing the bishop, and finally, after a bunch of, uh, I guess, deals that didn't fall through, they finally came towards my way and said, can she really do this? And uh, the one lady who they called said, if anybody can do this, she can do this, because they know I don't give up. <laughs> That's great. Well, I want to I ask you, you know, just uh, to sum up Serenity Hills, I always ask our, our guests on the show to, to deliver your 30-second pitch for Serenity Hills. In other words, in 30 seconds, what is it you tell people that you do? Uh, Serenity Hills is a life-changing organization that is uh, based around being a one-stop place for people to go to get everything they need in addiction for addiction. There's all different kind of aspects of addiction that uh, from the addiction itself to the mental health part of it, to the social services, uh, to the holistic, to their wellness holistic wise. So what I, uh, my mission with Serenity Hills was to create something uh, that it's a step-down program that provides them everything they need uh, from the physical, the mental, the addiction, the health-wise, everything. And we've created a, a, an amazing program that uh, has a high, uh, a high rate of success. And the women that come there say that this is the, and unfortunately, I hate to say a lot of them has been to a lot of programs and they say that this is the best place they've ever been. Um, I think a lot of the courts see that we're having success with people that have never had success before. Um, so it's an amazing program. The staff is very caring. Uh, I hear the girls come in and say, we always, you guys are so nice. It's kind of scary. <laughs> We're waiting for the other shoe to drop, like, you know, because they're not used to being treated so well. 
Um, so it's it's amazing place that we have seen so many um, success stories, healings, parents that call us. I just got the other day, a parent text me saying, my daughter's completely changed. And that's what it's all about for me. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like an amazing place that, you know, that folks can come and, and have that healing experience and have hope restored back into their lives. I think that's awesome. Serenity Hills, the founder, Sharon Travis is our guest over in Wheeling today. Uh, you know, I Sharon, it was interesting because you mentioned, you know, when you were doing your uh, initial volunteer work and you said, you know, I've, I've been where you are. Give me your worst of the worst. And that reminds me, uh, it, especially with your, like I said, you're, you're doing work on the mission field there in, in Wheeling, West Virginia. Uh, and it reminds me of Mother Teresa. And she, she used to, to say that she wanted to be amongst the poorest of the poor. And here you are saying, I want to be amongst the worst of the worst, because that's really where the, the rubber hits the road and where the most good can be done, I believe. So mm -hmm. I think that's, that's really awesome and inspirational to hear. Well, Sharon, what would you say is the, the thing you're most excited about for Serenity Hills right now? Um, well, I mean, we are uh, just life uh, lives are being changed is the biggest thing. Um, we're we're going to be opening a detox also and a place for moms and babies. So that's really, you know, we had a house on the facility uh, at the, you know, on the grounds, but it was a farmhouse and it was an older house that we could not remodel the way we want. So we, we're wanting to try to get funds to, uh, we have a, uh, a building that we're wanting to build for moms and the babies, because I really believe that moms uh, need to be reconnected with the babies. And, uh, and so I have pregnant women that come in, but then I have to send them and try to find places for them to go with their children. And there's only really a couple in the state. So uh, for my vision uh, to be complete on what I'm looking for is to open that house, uh, like a sober living house for the moms and the babies so they can, you know, get treatment and be with their children, you know, at the same time. That's powerful. You know, one of the things, you know, we talk about the foster issue and here in Morgantown, uh, my wife and I are working with our local church uh, on a program called Foster WV. And it's really finding uh, homes for these foster children. And most of them, I shouldn't say, you know, I don't know the percentage, but a large majority of them are coming from, you know, addiction backgrounds, right? And so it, I, I refer to it as the the, the the crisis of the crisis so that you have the addiction crisis and then you have this crisis that's formed with the separation of the parent and the children mm -hmm. so i think yeah, there is is right on point what's the geographic area that you serve sharon well really uh the whole state uh we take them from all over the state uh, we do get some from uh, you know close by in ohio but our mission is to mostly to serve the state of west virginia yeah. How many employees do you have there? I would say about 53. Wow. That's a big, big, big organization. Yes. Yeah. How many buildings do you have there? I, I was looking at your website and it looked like you had a, a couple of uh, different facilities or uh, describe that. If you well, we have the, the, the main farmhouse, which we're not using right now because it was built back in the 1840s and it would have to be up to code for mm -hmm. us to use it for anything. And then we have the large facility, which was uh, built by the, the Catholic church as their retreat, which is uh, about 42,000 square foot, holds 72 beds. Um, it's just a, an immaculate, amazing, beautiful place. I mean, it is, it is a retreat. Now, uh, when, then go when ahead. The Hills open again. And uh, June of 2019. Wow. That's incredible. What a, what a, um, what an adventure. Yes. 
<laughs> Can you believe that this has all happened? I knew you had faith, but my goodness. You know, it's weird because I went from someone that was just, you know, volunteering out of a church to CEO and it didn't phase me a bit. Yeah. Um, it didn't, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm a big shot in, you know, you know, I'm on the ground with these girls all the time. I, I teach them. One of the classes I teach them is women of integrity. And, you know, a lot of these girls have a lifestyle that they um, that they either never were taught, you know, to have integrity or through addiction, they were desensitized. So I teach them that if they don't change that lifestyle, that even though they get clean, you know, they're going to go back out there, they could possibly use. And so um, I teach that class, but um, no, it's, it, I, 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 it's just like I'm walking into my destiny. So it was never something that really hit me like, oh, wow, look where I'm, look where I'm at now. It was just like, I'm, I was like walking into what I was meant to do all my life. That's what I feel like. That's incredible. And it sounds like it. I mean, it's just a, an incredible story. Sharon, you've you've been running this organization uh, since June of 2019. What's the the best moment you've had so far? Oh, the best moment I've had. It was, uh, you know, well, I would say when the first group came in, mm. and that realization that this is for real, uh, this is happening. Um, to you know, I don't know, just the, all I can say is the life changing, seeing girls that have gone from trauma to uh, caring about themselves again, realizing who they are, um, realizing that they can have hope again. Um, that's all I can say is the, you know, watching them learn to have fun sober. You know, uh, that's the only thing we put on, like we're putting on a prom right now for the girls. They're all excited. I, I rounded up uh 36 gowns and we're putting on a prom for them and a lot of them haven't ever been to a prom or felt you know special or anything like that and just watching them get excited about the prom and knowing that we care about them and that's that the thing is them them understanding that we are all here because they care about us it's not about money it's not about power or fame it's about really we're here as a mission to to transform them, their lives and to give them back their lives, give them back their children. You know, that that is my mission. That's my biggest joy. Yeah, that's awesome. I love hearing that. I want to ask you the, the converse, because oftentimes it's it's uh, it's easy to look in the top of the of the mountain, look down into the valley. But sometimes we find ourselves in that valley. What's the what's the worst business moment you've had since you've started Serenity Hills back in June of 19? Uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Um, at one point, having to not take any patients in, mm -hmm. um, to wondering whether we were going to make it, uh, to struggling, to then uh, trying to work around the pandemic, find ways that we could uh, work around it. Um, thankfulness for the state for their help. Um, you know, the federal government for what they had available. Because without that, we would not have made it through it. But I believe that, you know, uh, with my face, I'll always a rescue comes some somewhere somehow. Uh, but learning, learning myself, learning about business, learning about, um, you know, like I said, ways to work around the pandemic. And, and, you know, we went through so much, but it was very tough. Mm. And, you know, at times I, you know, I felt like giving up, you know, I, but I didn't. And I, you know, I always, all I can say is for people out there is to always press forward and, and believe that you can do something because 
a lot of people in business or people, ordinary people like me think that there's somebody else, you know, out there that uh, does all the business stuff or achieves all these big things. And that's why I try to teach these girls. I was a woman in a wheelchair and now I'm a, I'll get a little bit sentimental for like, <laughs> it's emotional for me, but now I'm the CEO of a company and you can do that too. Wow. That's, that is a transformational story in and of itself. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Sharon, I want to take a second just to mention the sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia, and they include Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today is Sharon Travis. She's the founder of Serenity Hills. She's based in Wheeling, West Virginia, an amazing story. Sharon, I want to get right back into it. What is the vision uh, that you have for Serenity Hills long-term? What's, what does that look like to you? Um, a campus, uh, a campus that not only has uh, a place for what we have now, the Women's Treatment Center, a place uh, for the moms, uh, also a men's facility, uh, more sober living houses. We have a, a sober living house on site, site now that was the Bishop Schmidt's home, uh, and it's a beautiful uh, sober living house. Uh, but I, I see this as a campus for healing, even would like to do, uh, you know, college training up there. So I, I, it's we have it laid out. Our planning on actual an architect has drawn it. We also just put in a garden last year, and um, it's a fenced-in garden that we named it after a young lady that passed away. It's called Whitney's Garden, yeah. and um, you know, so just a holistic place. I'd love to see you know horses up there. This be a working farm, um, just a, a wonderful place for people to come. You know, which I think they already experienced that now. Uh, and they leave with that, you know, they, they leave with that beautiful feeling with them and they carry it on through their, uh, you know, their recovery. But I just want it to be a, a place of hope and healing. You know, that's just a wonderful, holistic place. I love it. You know, Sharon, I want to ask you, you know, because you mentioned um, that, you know, the pandemic and the, and the funding aspect. How, how is Serenity Hills? It's a nonprofit, right? How, how are you funded? Do you take donations? Or are you, is it a, a insurance billing? Talk a little bit about that if you, if you. All right, it is an insurance billing. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the time that the pandemic hit because of uh, what we had to go through, and we're still affected by it, but we're at least, you know, broke, breaking even. And, and, you know, after we learned some certain things. And now, right now, uh, we had to stop taking people in because we have to get more staff now to, to, to be able to take care of more people. Um, but it's insurance-based, uh, private pay. Um, but when you're wanting to expand, you do need funding to expand because right now in the pandemic, we cannot you know, do the growth that we want. We're working on the, the detox um, that's right in the building, but to do the mother's program, the housing and stuff, that's going to take you know, funding for that. Wow. Yeah, that's, that, that's interesting. And, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. How do you get the word out about Serenity Hills Life Center? How do you let people know that, that you exist and, and those types of things? What, what does that look like? Well, um, when we first came on, uh, you know, first open, we had a billboard up, you know, we did some television and stuff like that. Then we got so busy. Uh, we get so busy that, you know, I, I really need to focus more on that. But what I'm doing now is working with, a, you know, a company that's going to be uh, putting it out there more to social media 
And um, I literally called around the state myself is one of the things that I did. I called around the state myself. I knew we were in the middle of a pandemic. I said, I know a lot of places aren't taking people in because they've been hit by it. And we were hit by it at one point and closed down. I said, so I wanted you to know that we're, we're here. We're, we're opening, we're taking beds. So that's the best way to do is, uh, you know, is we work as a team around and, and communicate. Communication is the biggest thing to letting these hospitals, not just figuring these hospitals know that, you know, they don't know who's open, who's got beds, especially in the middle of this crisis. So calling around, letting them know, hey, I have a bed, I have beds open and we're open for business. Uh, you know, if you have people that need, you know, treatments and, and that was the biggest thing that changed us around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Sharon, you know, uh, as I'm listening to your story, I think that you, uh, it's, it's, it's actually amazing. And there's no doubt that there's divine intervention and in just listening to the, your journey from, you know, like you said, being, um, you know, uh, somebody who was in recovery yourself in a wheelchair with, a, you know, a, an illness and, and then now running this amazing place of hope and healing, Serenity Hills there in Wheeling. What's one piece of advice that you would give to somebody um, who, you know, maybe has this on their heart. Maybe they've thought of, you know, maybe I would like to start a nonprofit here in West Virginia. What's one piece of advice you would give to that person? Well, it's one step at a time. And I've already done this with a young lady who's real successful right now is that you have to prove yourself in small things first. You know, you can't just all at once jump. So what I did was I put my heart and soul into helping people. I had no vision of any of this at the beginning. I was just going to visit the sick. But because I did that and I was, you know, went out to help people, then I, I built myself a reputation. So you have to start at the beginning, you know, and, and build a reputation, uh, you know, believe in what you're doing. You know, I, I believe that if you're doing it for the right reasons, um, but it just it's one step at a time. And then as you build your reputation, you know, then, you know, you can branch out from there, but you have to build a foundation first. Um, believe in what you're doing. Don't give up. Um, if I if I stopped at every no that I got, because I was told no first by the Catholic Church, if I if I would have stopped at every no, I would not be sitting here today. Hmm. Um, so don't take no's as a you know oh this isn't the right you know path to take. Hmm. Sometimes those are just little obstacles that get in your way to a better way. And if you have faith. Sometimes those obstacles come because something great's going to happen soon. And, you know, so just believe and persevere is all I can say. Um, there's a scripture that says, um, bless me, Lord. It's a Jabez prayer. Bless me, Lord. Bless me abund abundantly and expand my borders. Go out and do things that you've never done before. Push those boundaries that you have. You know, you might be a person that's never pushed boundaries or afraid to do things. Don't be afraid. Ordinary people are what make the success. Um, a lot of the people that are famous now were ordinary people, you know, and I'm not out to be famous, but I'm saying that it's not some people, a person that was born or super intelligent or all that. All it takes is heart and soul and, and belief and, you know, and, you know, it's something that you're good in if you think that you can do it. I mean, you have to have some kind of talent in the thing or, or passion about the thing that you're willing to do. Find out people out there that have been successful. Make phone calls. Mm. You know, I had so many people help me along the way. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to help you. And if you find someone that doesn't, then look, keep looking. 
I used to own a research company. How I found out things as I was research, I'd call someone, find out something else, then call the next person. Someone always gave me advice. Be diligent about what you're doing, you know, uh, research what you're doing and plan and, and everything. Um, mine didn't happen that way. It might happen with just me wanting to help the sick because I was sick, but God had bigger plans. And, you know, I, I really believe, I always tell the girls, everything happens for a reason. If I wasn't in a wheelchair, didn't go through all the suffering in my life, I wouldn't have ended up, you know, being all this happened for a reason. And I really, truly believe that. No doubt. Sharon, what's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? Um, let all the negativity fall off my back, any negatives, anything that, uh, that is, it does, if it doesn't look good, I, I it's just like, I, it just goes off my back. I don't let any negative people or negative thoughts or, or negative things that happen deter me from my mission. Yeah, absolutely. What's one book or even a podcast you'd recommend for aspiring leaders, aspiring entrepreneurs, or even uh, nonprofit entrepreneurs, what's one book or podcast you'd recommend? Oh, gosh, I, I really couldn't tell you that. I um, I don't really read much. Um, I don't watch TV much. I'm a little bit of a workaholic. So um, I really couldn't tell you maybe uh, the one thing that helped me when I was young, because I was an alcoholic abused and stuff, um, was Codependent No More was one of the books that helped me and hinds feet in high places these are all religious books though oh. uh so I, I i couldn't tell you any I, I really have not been into any books or podcasts or thing. i really i'm a workaholic so i i, I couldn't tell you that sorry I'm <laughs> sorry. Not the couple there that we'll, that we'll make sure we have in the show notes and, and on our resource page at positivelywv.com as well. Sharon, we've covered a lot in this interview. You've uh, really done a great job of explaining what Serenity Hills is all about and how you got started in your journey uh, as a nonprofit entre entrepreneur. Um, is there anything else you think our listeners should know about your story? Um. I feel my life is just an example of how you can be at the bottom and and rise that um, that you can do anything that you believe you can do and and just uh, it's my story is a story of hope, of vision and belief and faith. Mm. And that's all it really is. I love it. Sharon, uh, as we close up our time here, how can our listeners learn more about Serenity Hills and perhaps even get in contact with you? Well, they can go on our website at serenityhillslifecenter.org, or you can call the business, ask for me. I will talk to anybody that calls uh, any time of day. Uh, I've had people call me in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'll talk to them. Uh, it's 304-277-4657. And uh, I welcome the conversation. Anybody wants to learn about business or anything help with that, I'm, I'm willing to help with that also. That's amazing. Thank you for that offer. And, and you know, folks, uh, we've we've dropped those long, um, those uh, links in the show notes section and the comment section of uh, Facebook, and they'll be in the the comment section uh, of the uh, the show notes section of the podcast as well. That's what I was trying to say, Sharon. I uh, it's been a real honor to have you on the show today. I think what you're doing is is amazing. I want to encourage you to keep up the 
the great work, uh, first of all. And I'll also, um, if it's okay with you, I'd like to leave you with a, a piece of scripture, and it's from Galatians 6, 9, and it says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And that sounds like you're you're doing exactly those words right there. So that's awesome. Thank you. And I just shared that with my team. So that's amazing <laughs> that you just said that scripture. <laughs> so God bless you. And thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. There are no coincidences. One of my mentors always told me, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, divine intervention, as I mentioned before. Folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies, nonprofits, and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like my new friend, Sharon Travis of Serenity hills in wheeling west virginia our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you with her story if you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show drop us a line on our website positivelywv.com and of course we appreciate your comments encouragement your reviews on itunes and uh, all those things And, and we certainly encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels as well to help us get the word out there and be sure to check out our weekly show the positively west virginia small business mastermind every friday live from 11 to noon where we bring a panel of business experts from around the state each week to help small business leaders win. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of advancing small business and entrepreneurship in the state of West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.